أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entire to ask Allah Azza wa Jal on this blessed day of Friday, the first Friday in 2024 to give ease and victory to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the East and West to give faraj and nasr for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in Gaza to give them victory over their oppressors and to bring ruin to those who spread corruption in the land and those who transgress against his boundaries those who kill innocent children those who transgress against property and against the, those who are defenseless we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow justice to spread and to allow corruption to weaken and wane and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us an ummah 
that's strong in its virtues and its values and its principles, committed to real change in our lifetimes, that he allows us to see a victory for the Ummah of Muhammad in all parts and in all areas, and that he unites us upon goodness, upon upon benevolence, upon the sunnah of our Habib, upon the path of our Habib, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting and we continue to reflect on masadir al-quwa and the sources of strength that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed within the message of Islam, within the message of our Habib Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that have always served as means and doorways to changing the condition of the ummah. We reflected last week on the reality of selflessness and service in the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The idea of sticking to your principles and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us a grand and great example of being in a position of power in all his life circumstances. Even if the outward reality doesn't speak to that. We said the Prophet ﷺ was always strong. Even as he was leaving Ta'if. Even as he was under the threat of execution in the last days in Mecca. Even as he was making hijrah. The strength of the Prophet ﷺ was highlighted in so many different ways. Things aren't as always as, as they seem. As history has shown us, the stronger of the two between Bilal and his torture was Bilal radiallahu anhu, not Umayyah. The stronger of the two was the Sahaba in Mecca, not the likes of Abu Jahl, not the likes of Abu Sufyan when he was an antagonist of Islam. The reality shows us that things aren't always as they seem and the pathway to victory is not an easy one. Part of the strength of the Ummah of Muhammad is in its commitment to truth because Allah is Al-Haqq, the manifest truth. And truth will always dominate falsehood. Truth will always be more powerful than falsehood. The sources of strength for the Ummah, brothers and sisters, is something that we need to deeply reflect on now. Because as we said, the events of Gaza, we pray and we hope, are the beginning of great change for the Ummah of Muhammad We've learned so much from what's happening over there. And we believe, wholeheartedly believe, that the Ummah of Muhammad is still vibrant with life. If we, each every single one of us, embraces the power that's within our deen, we'll find that our lives individually and collectively will change fundamentally. As we approach a new year, brothers and sisters, we need to reflect. It's a critical milestone. The Prophet ﷺ always teaches us to critically reflect on milestones. A new year, and we remember Allah is Rabbu Zaman wa Khaliqu Zaman. Allah is the Lord of time. Passage of time, brothers and sisters, is something that highlights one of the sources of strength in the Muslim mindset, in the Muslim attitude. Why? And this might seem counterintuitive to someone who's shut off from spirituality. But the passage of time reminds us 
Every one of us, of our vulnerabilities. Any notion of strength is humbled by time. Because no one could outlast time. No one except the creator of time, Allah Azza wa Jal. No one could outlast time. And realizing that as an ummah is actually one of the reasons why the ummah of Muhammad could become strong. The Prophet had a camel. This camel was named Al-Adba. And it was a very fast camel. This, as the hadith says, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ناقة تسمى العضباء لا تسبق فجاء أعرابي على قعود فسبقها This was a very fast camel. It always would race any camel that raced against it. Then this Bedouin Arab came with a camel that actually defeated it. And the hadith, as it says, فشق ذلك على المسلمين because they, saw, they took this as a source of pride and strength. This is something linked to Al-Habib and no one was able to outlast and outrace the camel of the Prophet These are words of power and wisdom. Like this idea is not something that we can... Being humbled by time, humbled by circumstance is not something that actually causes weakness. It actually causes a great deal of strength. The Prophet ﷺ says, حَقٌّ عَلَى اللَّهِ أَلَّا يَرْتَفِعَ شَيْءٌ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا وَضَعَهِ This is a reminder for every person in a position of power. For those people who are toting their power and their position to oppress others and to attack and cause aggression and oppression to people, nations on end. This is a reminder to them. حَقٌّ عَلَى اللَّهِ أَلَّا يَرْتَفِعَ شَيْءٌ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا وَضَعَهِ it's a reality of time. It is a right upon Allah that nothing will go up except it will come down. It will be placed. It will be humbled by time. And we reflected on this in the last days of 2023. There was in our masjid in this past week too, continuing to this past week, between burials and marriages for the young and for the old. A few days ago, a young boy was uh, his janazah was in this masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give ease to his parents. And two days ago, uh, uh, someone still in his prime, an imam, a leader of a community, killed as he was leaving Salat al-Fajr, suddenly. And in the end of 2023, two elderly people committed, always around the community in the masjid, passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon them. And all the while, Many kitbiktabs and marriages happening in the masjid here. All of this telling us about the reality of dunya. It has no consistency. That's, the, that's one of the features of this dunya. The sooner I realize that, the sooner I will not be delusioned. I will not be distracted and dissuaded by its appearances. No. In fact, the focal point and the crux of our Struggle with the shaitan is one of perception. Take it any which way you want. It's a matter of perception. People of Gaza taught us this very well. Life circumstances are all about perception. The things that are actually happening on the outside, that's an after fact. That's a, that is a, a secondary consequence to your perception. That's the reality of it. Perception is at the core of it. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, 
أن الله يحيي الأرض بعد موتها قد بينا لكم الآيات لعلكم تعقلون الله سبحانه وتعالى says know that we give life to the earth after its death we've clarified the signs so that you may understand and reflect brothers and sisters when I look at the earth as it is right now in the dead of winter so cold I could see lifelessness it's dead no trees no greenery no vegetation I could see that I could look at a circumstance and I could see it as the most depressing it could possibly be I could see death I could see destruction I could look at I could think about the years of rebuild that it's going to take to rebuild Gaza or I could look at that circumstance and I could see that from death comes life as Allah says in the Quran I could see that actually Gaza is not dead it's so alive it's giving life to the hearts of many people across the world it has too much life in fact it has too much life that it's inspiring people Muslim and non-Muslim East and West in all different facets of life that's the reality of it brothers and sisters when I think about time and the passage of time and the value of time I need to realize that time in itself is a dunya reality one of the names of the day of judgment is it is the last day that's one of the names of the day of judgment why is it called because it is the last of what's related to the dunya all of these realities are consequences of what we did in our dunya it's the last day you know why because in Jannah and in Nar time has no significance there's no why would you ever keep track of time when you're in Jannah there's no meaning to it there's no purpose for it because there's khulud and eternity brothers and sisters as we're thinking of that and we're thinking about sources of strength for us as an ummah this is something utterly unique true weakness brothers and sisters if has is having delusions of grandeur is thinking that we're truly independent true strength and this is a feature of the ummah of muhammad because it's a feature of al-habib is in humble submission to allah that's true that's true strength I'm weak, I'm going to have tawakkul upon Allah. I'm going to put my trust in Allah. I'm going to depend on the one that never dies and never wanes and never perishes. This is a source of strength for Ummah. In Allah, لا ينام ولا ينبغي له أن ينام يرفع القسط ويخفضه ويرفع إليه عمل الليل والنهار ويرفع إليه عمل النهار بالليل وعمل بالليل ويرفع إليه عمل الليل بالنهار this is a reality. Allah doesn't sleep. He doesn't need sleep. I need it. I'm dependent. I'm weak. And my strength is through Allah and by Allah. I need Allah. I need Him in all of my affairs. This is one of the greatest sources of strength. Because when I realize this, I realize that any mercy that comes my way is going to come from Allah. And any mercy that's withheld, withheld can only be, re be released by Allah Azza wa It's a beautiful verse in the Quran. Look what it says. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Ma yiftahillahu li nasi min rahmatin, 
says, whatever Allah showers his servants with his mercy, no one could withhold it. And whatever he withholds, no one could send. This is a lesson for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Truly, our strength is in rekindling and strengthening our relationship with Al-Hayy with realizing I need him, with realizing that my true path to strength and victory is through being humble. Through being humble as I'm dealing with whatever I'm dealing with in a position of power or a position of weakness. How did we learn this from Al-Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Many scenes. After the battle of Uhud comes one of these scenes. The Muslims were beaten and bruised. And a number of the companions lost, were killed. They were shuhada and Uhud. Among them, the Prophet Sallallahu uncle, Hamza. And the Quran describes it as a musibah, as a calamity. Just as Gaza for us right now, Today is a calamity, it is a musibah. To think about 30,000 plus being killed. To think about the death and destruction and still not stopping. It is a musibah, we realize that. But look at what the companions were taught in Uhud. After Uhud, the kuffar of Quraysh were gloating and drunk on their pride. And they said, we're going to finish off Muhammad وسلم, and his companions. And they sent someone to spread news to the Prophet وسلم, that they're going to be waiting for the Prophet. وسلم. So the Prophet, وسلم, as the Quran says, told the companions, as they were beaten and bruised, who's going to come with me? As we answer the call of Allah Azza wa Jal. We're not going to be weak after we've been beaten and bruised. The Prophet ﷺ went with the companions to Hamra al-Asad. And the kuffar of Quraysh were so stunned by this power. Where do they get it from? This is not the type of power you find in the gym, weightlifting. This is not the type of power that you find in getting a position of power in politics or having a lot of friends around you and a lot of people you know. This is a power that comes from deep within. It was from their commitment and their humble submission to Allah Azza wa Jal. استجابوا لله والرسول من بعد ما أصابهم القرح. They went to, with the Prophet ﷺ to Hamra al-Asad and they waited for three days. The kuffar of Quraysh did not even dare show. And in the end of Uhud, they actually made a promise because as they were defeated in Badr, they wanted to defeat the Muslims in Badr. So Abu Sufyan announced to the Prophet Sallallahu and the companions that our meeting is next year in Badr. They wanted to avenge their loss in Badr. And the Quran says, again, speaking to us about Uhud, الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمُ النَّاسِ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ This is the reality of it. Brothers and sisters, this is something that doesn't just relate to uh, doesn't just relate to the, the, the struggles between nations, doesn't just relate to Gaza and Palestine, doesn't just relate to political realities. This is something that relates to my personal private life. The power that you see in this verse, Allah says that the companions were told that Nu'aym ibn Mas'ud al-Asja'i came out with this rumor and he said, They've gathered together to finish you off. What, what happened? What happened? 
What caused them to increase in their iman? This belief. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Allah is enough for us. And He is the disposer of our affairs. This is what the mu'min says in the face of every tragedy. The mu'min says in the face of every trial. If I don't have Allah in my side as I'm dealing with anything I'm going through in my dunya, wallahi, I will be weak. That is the reality of it, brothers and sisters. Utter need, being humbled, actually raises you up. Actually causes you to experience unimaginable strength because your strength is not your own. It's your strength through your connection with Allah Azza wa Jal. Brothers and sisters, even as the mu'min is going through the transition from this dunya to the akhirah. Allah describes, us to, describes this moment to us. Wallahi, every single one of us, everyone, every single one of us will come to deal with these words in their own unique way. How am I going to be when it comes to me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَوْلَا إِذَا بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ وَأَنْتُمْ حِينَ إِذِنْ تَنْظُرُونَ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْكُمْ وَلَكِنْ لَا تُبْصِرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to this and he says when, when, when you're at that very lonely and very isolated moment when the soul is leaving that's it, no more talking to the person next to you or anyone around you, no more none of that and everyone is just there looking what's going to happen next, is this the end? Should we, what should we do? should we make preparations for the janazah? We can't do anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If it wasn't that you are utterly dependent, you'd be able to bring it back if you were truthful. So the idea here is, brothers and sisters, going back to these spiritual fundamentals, is how we could actually begin to envision and imagine a generation like the generation of Salah al-Din coming about and bringing true change to every facet of life. Bringing true change back to our homes and to our community. Bringing true change to everyone we deal with. And with the reality of the Ummah of Islam in the East and West, this is how true change starts. Because it goes back to these foundations. What's the catalyst for aggression? Why would anyone dare think of committing any act of aggression or oppression? Why? It goes back to this, this delusional... This, delu- this delusional outlook, this loss of way about the reality of dunya. It's a transitional state. No matter how long you live, you're going to die. No matter how strong you get, you're going to become weak. No matter what you go through, your circumstance will come to an end, good or bad. It's the reality of it. We, as an ummah, embrace the idea of being ibadul rahman. Ibadullah ikhtiyaran. By choice, submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If someone doesn't submit by choice, they'll submit by necessity. They'll be abd lillah ittiraran. Whether they like it or not, every breath I take speaks to this reality. Every circumstance I go through reminds me of it. The source of tawfiq and khudlan. What is it? Tawfiq, this grand idea and concept that every mu'min searches for. I want tawfiq. What is tawfiq? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving true prosperity to the abd. 
And Khudlan is Allah leaving the Abd to his musings and, and, his, and his choices and, 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 and his decisions. We don't want... The believer is terrified of the idea of being left alone. Because once I'm left alone, that's when I will lose. But when I have Allah, I can't lose. Tawfiq and Khudlan. Look at this. How is, how is not realizing my utter dependence... The, the catalyst for aggression. Imam Al-Qayyim, he says, مِنْ هَا هُنَا خُذِلَ مَنْ خُذِلَ وَوُفِقَ مَنْ وُفِقَ فَحُجِبَ الْمَخْذُولُ عَنْ حَقِيقَتِهِ وَنَسِيَ نَفْسَهِ فَنَسِيَ فَقْرَهُ وَحَاجَتَهُ وَضَرُورَتَهُ إِلَى رَبِّهِ فَطَغَى وَعَتَى فَحَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّقَاوَى The foundations of oppression go back to this. This makhdul and this one who is divinely or spiritually cut off, someone who is spiritually cut off, it starts by losing sight of my true reality and my essence. This, when I do that, I'll forget my need. I'll forget my dependence. I'll forget my attachment to my creator. And when I do that, I'll oppress. I'll take the rights of others. I'll cross every boundary. I'll lose my moral compass. I'll lose sight of virtue. I won't care about what I say and what I do. I'll be very utilitarian in my methods. I will use people. I will use people and I will, if I get to a position of power and a position of political clout and I have nations at my will, then what? I'm going to toy with nations. Again. Reminder for every person in a position of power. Don't think you'll get away with it. Don't think your power will last. If you think it will, that's the source of your demise. That's the source of your weakness. The Ummah of Muhammad is taught through the prophetic ethos to have a different outlook. Prophet brothers, come forward. If you see any space in front of you, please fill it in. Jazakumullah khair. The Prophet ﷺ was told, right? <laughs> what was the Prophet ﷺ told? Prophet ﷺ was told, Never for a moment was, was our Habib ﷺ trained to think in the way, I got this. Wallahi, any person who thinks like this, Wallahi, miskeen. Miskeen, the person who looks at the problems of his life and says, I got this. I got it all figured out. I don't need a nasih, I don't need an advisor, I don't need anyone to give me feedback, I have it all figured out, I got it, you know, I know what to do, I know what to do. Never do you find this in the Prophet Wasallam's life whatsoever. You always find this meaning of tawadu', this feeling, this meaning and this sense of humility embedded within the Prophet Wasallam's outlook towards things. Wasbir li hukmi man. Be patient, O Muhammad Wasallam. You're, you're not the decision maker here. You're not the ruler. You're not the one who decides. Even though you are the one who garnishes the power you garnish. The Prophet Wasallam is told, no, be patient for Allah's judgment. You are under our care, under our supervision. Wallahi, this is manhaj haya. Wallahi, it's an attitude towards living. An attitude towards dealing with raising children. Towards dealing with 
managing your money. An attitude towards dealing with people you love and people who antagonize you. It's an attitude towards dealing with every circumstance that could ever arise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us an ummah that embraces humility and is elevated through humility. May Allah azza wa jal guide us to the sources of power and change for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu and make us agents for change. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us truly committed and with enduring commitment as our brothers and sisters in Gaza have taught us to have enduring commitment. May Allah allow us to see through to change and see it in our lifetimes and be committed to it sincerely and devotedly. Allahumma ameen ud'u'llaha wa antum muqinuna bil ijaba. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin. أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون أما بعد brothers and sisters is there a problem with being in need all of this or everything that we've said is all nice and great and we know that it's in the Quran and in the Sunnah and in the Sirah and it's all there but when we come to actually look into our emotional states and our attitudes and our perceptions. Again, we said our struggle with the shaitan is one of perception. Wallahi it is. Wallahi it is. That's why he is It's all about perception. All about perception. Is there anything wrong with being in need? Some people are terrified from the thought of feeling need. Of turning to someone to express their need. And that's, of course, a human condition. You know, we're human beings. We have emotions. When we get emotionally wounded, hey, you know what? Guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to seal myself into this isolated bubble. I don't want anyone to see what's going on in the inside. I'm a human being. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran, anyone who connects and embraces the Quranic principles will find that Allah azza wa wants us to break out of that protective covering. You want to try to hide those emotions? You think that you want to buy into a delusion that you're not a needy human being? Is there anything wrong with being in need? No, the Quran tells you, hey, break out. Look at what the Quran tells us. Look at this very refined Quranic expression. That's how the believer looks at things. When Allah Azza wa Jal allows some form of affliction to come my way, then I realize that the one who brought it to me is the one who lifts it away from me. And when he brings goodness to me, when look at this beautiful Quran. No one could push back his fadl and his grace. He allows this fadl and this virtue and this grace to come to whomever he decrees. Allahumma asibna min fadlik. Allahumma asibna wa asib ummata Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min fadlik al-azim. May Allah azza wa jal allow this fadl and this grace to come upon our brothers and sisters in Gaza and we believe that it has. And we allow it to continue to come down upon them and allow them to gain strength and more strength and victory and more victory. Allahumma ameen. In reflection on this, one of the scholars, he says, 
أن جميع الممكنات مستندة إليه وجميع, وجميع الكائنات محتاجة إليه والعقول والهة فيه والرحمة والجود والوجود فائض منه Beautiful expression What he says, what he says Everything in existence is contingent upon him Everything occurring Goes back to his decree and his qadr He is al-qadir al-qadir al-muqtadir He is the one who has charge, full charge Of all of our affairs And I, as a abd of Allah Azza wa I say, oh Allah, don't leave me Ya hayyu qayyum birahmatika astaghith أصلح لي شأني كله ولا تكلني إلى نفسي طرفة عين This dua that our Habib Sallallahu taught his daughter Fatima to say We say it in every morning and every night Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum O ever living, O maintainer of everything I seek refuge in your rahma Better all of my affairs أصلح لي شأني كله And don't leave me to myself for a moment ولا تكلني إلى نفسي طرفة عين One of the scholars of the past said it in a very beautiful, deep, eloquent way. إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَكَ عِزٌ لَا يَفْنَى فَلَا تَسْتَعِزَّنَّ بِعِزٍ يَفْنَى End of sentence. That sums up the entire khutbah. If you want enduring glory and honor, then don't be that person who ever seeks glory from something that wanes and diminishes. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us and our brothers and sisters and the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu in all places and all locations enduring is enduring honor. May Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala better us. May Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala use us. May Allah forgive us. May Allah humble our souls. May Allah humble our souls and make us of those who humbly seek his guidance in the fulfillment of all our affairs. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma fil lana warhamna wa afina wa afu anna wa tajawuz an sayyatina. Allahumma fil sagirina wa kabirina wa dhakarina wa anthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina. Allahumma nahiyatahu minna fahiyya ala al-iman. Wa man amattahu minna fahmitu ala al-islam. اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانت راض عنا آمين آمين وأخذنا الحمد لله من عليكم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد لا إله إلا الله شهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترون عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum Shukla khair Sheikh Hussama Real quick just a couple of announcements